I, I had said this message a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, Lord, this is, this is uh, something that's very, it's something that's in my heart. And, and, and the reason I, I, I want to, I wanna, you know, share this with you this evening is because we need to understand and know what's going on in the United States. You know, we need to see what's going on, what's, what's really happening. You know, a lot, I know a lot of times that we, 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 we tend to turn from what's happening. But we, we, we need to really focus on, on what's happening and where God is taking us and what God is doing. Amen? You know, and the, the, this, this, this evening, I, I entitled this message, What Has Happened to America? The Land of the Free, Home of the Brave. What has happened to America? You know, there's something that, that, uh, that's really... I, I'm, I'm going to get started here in a bit, but I, I want to read to you something that, that George Washington quoted. He said, it is impossible to rightly govern a nation without God and the Bible. Amen. Now, if you know, George Washington is one of our forefathers of this great nation. Amen. Amen. But what I want to share with you this evening is, is what has happened to America. If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. I love the Lord. Matthew chapter 24. Verse 4 through 7. And when you have it indicated with an amen. The word of the Lord says, and Jesus answered and said to them, see to it. That no one misleads you. Amen. Verse 5 says, For many will come in my name, saying that I am the Christ, and will, mis and will mislead many. Verse 6 says, But you be hearing of rumors of war, so that you are not frightened of these things, must take place. But that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And in various places, there'll be famine and earthquakes. You may be seated this evening. When I was studying this, when I was preparing this message... What really stood out to me is in verse 5, it says, For many will come in my name saying that I am the Christ and will mislead you. Amen? Now, I told you before I started that we need to understand and see what's happening in this great nation that we call America. Amen? I love this nation. God put me in this nation, and I'm going to be a missionary in this nation. Amen? But I, I need to understand and see what is happening out there, not to turn from what is happening out there. Amen? Now, many of us know, we know that Jesus is coming back for his church. Amen? Amen. 
The Bible says in the last days you will see signs, wonders, and miracles. Isn't that, that what the Bible says? Amen? Jesus did give us signs that his return is near. His return is nearer than what we think. And some of you might say, you know what? I've heard this since I was a child. I've heard this since I was, you know, an, 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 a, 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 a little kid. But you know what, church? Don't be misled because his coming is closer than what we think. Amen? In the book of Matthew chapter 24, Mark chapter 13, Luke chapter 24, and throughout scriptures, we will find the signs that Jesus is coming back for his church. Amen? The book of Matthew chapter 24, stay there, verse 33 to 36, the word of the God says, so you to win, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near. Right at the door. Church, I believe this evening that Jesus is knocking on the heart. Amen? Are you going to let him in this evening? Are you going to let him do what he has to do in your life this evening? Verse, 20, verse, verse 34 says, Truly I say to you that this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. That's what the word of God says. Heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of God says that his word says that his word will not pass away. And so the Bible tells me that the word of God is alive and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. Amen? That's the word of God. That's what we preach. We preach the word of God. Amen? Verse 36 says, but of that day and the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Only he knows when he's coming back for his church. Church, I ask you this question this, this evening. Are you ready for his return? Are you ready for the return of the Lord? I am ready to go. So sometimes I turn on that TV and I watch that news and I see what's going on. I say, Lord, I'm ready to go. God, you need to come back for your church already. But when I think about that, I think about my family who doesn't know God yet. So that means there's still work to be done. Amen. Some points here of, of what, what's happening. Wars and rumors of wars. Uprising and, rev and revolutions, earthquakes, national, national disasters, lawlessness, false prophets, false teachers, false messiahs, the rising of evil in our culture, persecution of believers, and betrayal. Now, can you, do you see that on national TV? That is what's happening in our days. That's what's happening now. Is Jesus returning for his church? Yes, he is. Is the church ready? We need to be ready. Amen? Where are you tonight? I'm not talking about your physical. I'm talking about your spiritual. Where are you tonight? Where's your mind? Where's your heart? Are you running with Jesus? Or are you running from Jesus? 
and the mission that he has for your life. Amen? Are you awake or are you asleep this evening? See, just because we come to church doesn't mean that we're awake all the time. I can come and, I can come and sit down in this church and be asleep. But the Spirit of the Lord is inside of me, and that awakens me, awakens my heart to be alert of what's around me and what's happening. Amen? You have to be alert and, and, and awake and see what's happening around you. Amen? Don't just turn from it and say, you know what, that's none of my business. If God sent you on a mission, you're on his business. He's called you to do mighty things for him. A lot of times people say, you know what, I, 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 I'm not called, or I don't know if I'm called, or I don't know if I have a mission, and I don't know this, and I don't know how to do that. We have missions every day of our life to get to and from work or wherever we go. Amen? The Word of God is what feeds you spiritually. The Word of God is what, what, what keeps you going. Amen? So this morning, this, this evening, church, you are on a mission. You are. I believe, and this is what I strongly believe, when I, every time I, I, I watch the news and I, and, 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 and I just pay attention to what's happening, I believe that God is getting fed up with America already. How much more is the Lord going to tolerate? How much more is he going to put up with this, of this lawlessness that's happening in the United States? Amen? I believe that America is in the bank of God's judgment. Our, our economy is going to eventually collapse because they can't make right decisions, right answers. And as some of you know that when you come here to prayer, when you come here to church when, on Wednesday evening, there's, there's, there's five things that we pray for. And one of them is for the immoral agenda of America, that God will come and he would intervene in, 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 into the situations in the White House and in, in, in our towns and our cities that, that surround us. Amen? Church, you got to be praying for this nation. You got to be praying for the government. You got to be praying for our president. That he would be, that he would base every answer and everything that he does before God, that he would get the answers from God. And I know some of you probably didn't vote for him. But pray for him. Pray that God gives us the right answers. Amen. You know, when I, when I watch the news, you know, there's, there's rumors of riots in, in, in streets in different, different states. And when I, when I see this, it just, it breaks my heart because I know that his coming is closer. Amen? Freedom of speech is going to be abandoned. So our rights and what we think about ain't going to matter anymore. But those who trust in the Lord... Those who trust the Lord, he shall renew you. Amen. Amen. He's going to renew everything about you. Amen. Put my trust in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord. Amen. The traditional family will be destroyed. Isn't that not what's happening nowadays? Huh? The traditional family. What's a traditional family? A father and mother raising their children. Amen. Matthew chapter 24, verse 12 says, because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. That's what the word of God says. Amen? 
What is happening to the churches? Schools are no longer, schools are looking for an answer for their students now. Amen? They're looking for an answer now. Why? Because teen suicide is out of control. Teen pregnancy is out of control. Drug overdoses is out of control. Divorces is out of control. These schools are looking for an answer. People are looking for answers nowadays. Amen? There is no longer respect between teachers and students. Turn me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 20, 22. Proverbs, chapter 22. Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6. And the word of the Lord says, Train up a child in the ways he should go. And even when they... they when, even when he is older, he will not depart from it. That's the word of God says. Train a child in the ways that he should go. Amen? Train a child up. You know, just, just a couple of days ago, I, I was, um, you know, I, I went to go visit somebody at, at their home. And when I went to go visit this one person, I, I was outside talking to them, and, and I could hear some kids that, that were playing. You know, and I, I know a lot of us here played, uh, you know, cops and robbers when we were, we were little. But, but when, when, I, when, 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 I was, when I was listening to what these kids were, 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 were saying and what they were doing, it's like, that's a whole different level than what I remember playing when I was little. And when I turned and looked at these kids, this kid, of course, they had guns, played guns. With, but this kid had this other kid pinned on the ground and the gun pointed right to his head. And I'm thinking about, I'm looking at this, and in the words that this coming out of this kid, it was only like six, seven years old. And the words that were coming out of his mouth, I was looking at them, and I was like, my God. And then and the mother that was sitting out there, she goes, you're just like your father. What are we showing our kids these days? What are we training them? What is the TV showing them? You know, a lot of it reflects back to the TVs and to the video games these kids play these days. You know? And I looked at them, I saw these kids playing this. I was like, man, it's a whole different level from what I remember when I was little. Because the other kid was about to cuff that kid and say, you're going to prison now. I was like, wow. A little kid, six, seven years old, shouldn't even know anything about that. Are you with me this, this evening? And it totally surprised me. It totally surprised me to see that. Amen. Fathers and mothers have neglected their roles as being parents. American schools have decided that they don't need Jesus anymore. They decided that they don't need the Bible anymore. Amen. Now they're looking for an answer, but they had the answer, and the answer is Jesus. You take out Jesus, you're going to have problems. But you put in Jesus, he's going to fix everything for you. Amen? I feel like going over and talking to these little boys and saying, you need Jesus in your life. 
Amen. You know, just, just a while ago, I was talking to, to one of our, our youth from our church, and I asked them, how, how's it going in school? Because they have this thing called Young Ambassadors. And when bless my heart, but she says, there's eight kids that gave their life to God today. I said, wow. Okay, Lord, you are lifting up a generation. Yes, give it to God. You give it to God this evening. And this is what I strongly believe in the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 28 says, And it will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. That's what I believe that God is doing in this generation's life. Amen. That we have young people, young here, people at, at our church, at Kingsway Church, that are being examples, that are being leaders in our schools, amen, that are bringing back Jesus into the schools, bringing the word of God with them, being, uh, being a, a pillar in their school, you know, you know, leading people to salvation. You know, praise God for that. God is doing something great in our schools now. But the America sure did mess up when they said, you know what, we don't need Jesus anymore. We can do this on our own. Amen. What difference are you making? What difference am I making? Amen. The answer is, is painful to hear. Too many people say that they are Christians and are asleep or distracted or intoxic by the world. That's what's happening these days. I'm a Christian, but I can do whatever I want to do. I only serve God on Wednesdays and Sundays. But what about Monday and Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays? Are you going to walk that walk with Jesus? That when you're around your friends and everything and when they see you and they say, come on, let's go here. Are you going to stand for Jesus? Are you going to be that example to them? You know, how along my Christian walk with God, I had I let go of a lot of people that, 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 that called me friend and that I called friend. You know, and, I, and I, had, I had to let them go and everything like that. And some of these were my deepest, closest friends. But I noticed that when I, when I started to, 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 to cut them out of my picture and everything like that, and the reason that was, that was happening is because God needed to get my attention. And God needed to fix me before I can start fixing them. Amen? So you got to let God work in you first. Amen? You got to let the Lord rise up within you. Amen? He has a mission for your life. And maybe this evening there's some people that you need to cut out of your life. Because eventually in time you're going to meet them again. But this time you're going to meet them with Jesus. Amen. You're going to meet them with the word of God. You know, a lot of my friends told me, man, oh, man, you're going to that Christian stuff and do this and this and that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to serve God with all my heart. Couple years later, man, they say, hey, I need to know who that Jesus is. <laughs> yes, God. But remember, church, you got to take that step and serve God. You have to be that example. You have to. Because eventually they're going to need you. Come on, church. They're going to need you. But you need to draw close to God. You need to see what's around you, around, around your atmosphere. Amen? They always say that if you hang around negative people, how are you going to be? But if you hang around with positive people, how are you going to be? You're going to be positive. 
Hey, you know what? I can do this through Jesus Christ. You know, Philippians 4.13, everybody knows that scripture. You know what? If you know that scripture, believe it then. Just don't know it. Believe it that you know what? You can overcome things in your life. That with God, all things are possible. Amen? I mean, do you believe that if you see a mountain in front of you, that you can climb that mountain? That mountain of, of, of unbelief or that mountain of sickness or whatever's in front of you. Do you believe that God can help you and get you through that? You know, when I, was, when I was studying this, God reminded me of something that, you know, a lot of us here, we've, we, we have forgotten what it feels like to be victorious. Now, I'm on, I know that might be a little bit deep this evening, but you got to learn how to walk in victory again. you got to learn how to believe again. It's not that you don't believe, it's that you're unbelief. You know, church, you got to, you know, wake up and say, you know what, I am victorious. You know what, I, I, I am a believer. You know what, I can get through this day. You know, whatever happens today, I leave it there and I, you know, I, I, I sleep and I wake up in the morning and I say, Lord, it's a new day. It's a new anointing. It's a new walk with you. You know, that's, that, that, that's how you need to wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I, I, I am an overcomer. And whatever you might be struggling with this evening, church, you are an overcomer. You can overcome those things in your life through the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. If there's sickness that's coming over you, don't claim it. Say, I am healed by the blood of Jesus. Healed by his blood. His blood still sanctifies and purifies. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know if I'm teaching or preaching either one of them. God is so good. You know, when I, when I think about these, you know, these, these, you know these, these people who say that they're Christians and everything, and I, and I, and I, and I see them, and, and they just, my heart goes out to them. Because they, you know, they say they're Christian, but they, 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 they walk a whole different other walk. You know, and, I, and I, was, I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, you know, it's like that old, country, it's like that old Western country song, looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, instead of coming to church, you find the true love, and that's Jesus. Amen? Too many people say they're Christians but look more like the world and outside of the love of Christ. Amen? Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 says, but I have this against you, that you have forgotten your first love. That's what the word of God says. Jesus says, there's one thing that I have against you, that you have forgotten your first love. How many of you remember that, that time when Jesus came, came so real into your life? That, 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 he, that he changed everything about you. You know, some of you couldn't sleep, but now you, you, you sleep more than what you do, more than what you need. You know? Some of you couldn't eat, and some of us eat more than what we can now. You know, there's joy in the house of the Lord. I mean, some of you didn't have a peace, and God gave you a peace. He says, rest in me. Find comfort in me. Amen? But I have this against you that you have forgotten your first love. Church, return to the love of Jesus. Amen? These are some statistics about Christians and the Bible. 85% of America identifies themselves as Christians. 
84% consider it to be a sacred book that typically America household owns one Bible. Yet only 56% believe that the Bible is accurate and that it is without error. These are some statistics, church. This is what America is saying. Amen. How is this impossible? How can we be the salt and light of this dark world if yet we are any different from the ones that are lost? Huh, church? I walk in the newness of God. We walk in the righteousness of God. I pray that when people see you, they see Jesus inside of you. They say, you know what, this person, he's different. And you know what, she's different. This person don't talk like me and they don't act like me. Amen. How many of you want to walk in the likeness and the the righteousness of God? Amen. How can we possibly hope for a spiritual revival, every third great awakening in this land, if we are barely sharing Jesus Christ with one person a year? Run church. Church, you know, there's many, I, I have read up on many great awakenings that have happened throughout this world. But I said, Lord, I want to see a great awakening before you come here in the United States once again. I want revival to go across this whole nation. That the churches would be full of the presence of God. It would be full of people coming to know who Jesus is. But yet, church, we have to speak about the gospel. We have to talk about Jesus Christ to the lost. Amen? Let's be honest. How many of us talk to somebody every day about Jesus? Now, that's one of my prayers every single morning when I get up as the Lord puts somebody in my path that I can talk to you, them about you. And he always does it. Amen? And I love it. Because the people that he brings to me are sometimes the hardest ones. But he breaks that hard heart and he makes it into to soft. And the, and the soil is fertile to where you can plant the seed. Amen. The seed of salvation. The seed of Jesus. Amen. One of my favorite quotes that I always like to say, plant a seed and watch it grow. Church, plant a seed and watch it grow. Maybe, maybe you might give somebody the plan of salvation. And maybe they might not be from the same church or from the same town, same city or same state. But you plant that seed and God's going to grow it. Amen. Glory to God. I believe that Jesus is waking us up this evening. And I believe, church, that it's not too late. I believe that Jesus is doing something. You know, a couple of days ago, I was sitting on my recliner. It was probably about 940 at night. And once I get on my recliner, church, I don't like to get up from there. (laughs) The only thing I'm getting up is I'm going to bed. But let me tell you something. I want to share with you the love of God. Okay? At 940, I I received a phone call. And when I, when, I, when, I, when I answered the phone, there was a desperate cry for help. Okay? 
And when I was talking to this person on the phone, I knew that it was late. But I know what God has called me to do. And at that time, you know, I, I, I wasn't, I, I, got, I got not angry at the situation. I got angry at the devil and said, how could you do this to this person? So I, I, immediately I got up. I got dressed. And, 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 and I, was, I, was, I was trying to pray. You know, I, was, I got into my vehicle and I was trying to sing. A, I always loved singing worship songs. But as soon as I got into my, to my, to, to my vehicle, you know, the, the, you know I, I, I normally don't like going by myself. So I, I called two of the deacons from the church. I said, you know what? I need you to meet me here at this house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll be there. And all I can say is, Lord, you're, you're, you, Lord, you are greater than. God, you're awesome. God, you're going to make a way. God, you're going to do something great. And as I, when I pulled up there, I was in my vehicle and I was worshiping God. And, and then and all of a sudden, the other two deacons showed up right behind me. And we got off and we went straight to there and we started to talk to this one person. But that anger was inside of me. said, devil, how could you? How could you do this? And I remember that we started praying. See, church prayer does things. As we were talking to this one person, we started praying and just, just, just coming against this, 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 this thing that this person was dealing with. And I strongly believe that God brought deliverance to that person's life. But we have to do what God has called us to do. And I remember that after we were done, we were leaving, we walked out, and, and I was talking to both of the deacons, and I told them, you know what, I need you guys to pray, you know, on your way home or when you get home. <laughs> and what the deacons told me blew, blew my mind. One of them said, I was reading the word of God, and the other one said, I was praying before you made that phone call. I said, Lord, that's why you put these two people in my heart, because they were prayed up and ready to go. Amen, church. I believe that Jesus is doing these things. He rekindles our first love with him. He embraces us as his own. He allows us to eat from the bread of life. To drink water, the living water. To follow him no matter what comes to our journey. To serve him no matter what. And I strongly believe that he gives us his mercy every day. Amen. John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you. So that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you have tribulations, but take courage, for I have overcome the world. Amen.
That's what the word of God says. Church, I strongly believe that God's going to do something in this great nation. But it takes a church that's on his knees before God. And I know a lot of us here, we have busy schedules. We're always doing something. But church, are you making time for God? You know, how much time do you spend in front of the television and how much time do you spend in front of the word of God? There has to be a balance in your Christian walk that you have to give time to God. Why? Because he allowed you. He woke you up. And to be honest with you, church, God is not asking for a whole lot. He's asking just some time that you can spend with him. He, like a church, like I just said, he, he wants to embrace you. He wants to love upon you. Some of us couldn't be loved, but he loved us anyways. Church, he loves you so much. Like the way a, a father and a mother love their children, just imagine how much he how much love he has towards you. It's an everlasting love, church. It's a love that's never going to go cold. You know, Brother Jake said last week that he didn't leave us as orphans. You're not going from one place to another. But when you go straight to his presence, he embraces you as you are. See, church, when I was standing there, the Lord dropped into my spirit of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, for a reason. Because there's some of you here that, that you, you, you are tired. But you can't find rest. You try to find rest and a bunch of other things, but you haven't come to Jesus. And he's the one that wants to give you that peace that you need. He's the one that wants to give you that rest that you need. See, sometimes we get so worked up about so many things when we forget to go to the source, which is Jesus. Our heads bowed this evening. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Church, I don't know everything that you go through on a daily basis. I don't know what you go through. But I know where the source is, and that is Jesus. And some of you this evening, you might say, you know what? I need rest in my heart. I need to know who this Jesus really is. If this world is coming to an end, I want to know him as my personal Lord and Savior. Some of your struggles might be different from others. But I strongly believe tonight, church, that if you give it to him, he's going to give you that rest that you need. And tonight, if, there, if there's anyone here this evening that says, you know what? I need to accept Jesus. I need Jesus in my life as my Lord and Savior. 
And, and, and if that is you, I'm not here to embarrass anybody. But if that is you here this evening, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. We're not here to embarrass anybody. But tonight is the opportunity for you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I see you this evening. This evening, church. Is there anyone else that says, you know what? I need Jesus and my Lord and Savior. Now, right now, at this point, I'm going to ask you to, to come up to the front. We're not here to embarrass you, but we just want to pray with you. And if you raise your hand this evening, come to the front and let us pray for you. As the elders make their way here this evening. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. If there's anyone else that wants to accept Christ into their life as our Lord and Savior, please come to the front. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is something new that God is doing, church. These are life that they're, they're giving themselves to God this, this, this evening. Making him as our personal Lord and Savior this evening. Now tonight, church, I'm going to open up this altar for anybody that you say, you know what, I, I, I need to get things right with God this evening. You know, you might think, that you know what, his coming is closer than what you think. But if you need to come to this altar to get things right with God, come to this altar this evening. Seek him.